Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the show. This is for election week or month or months, plural, I don't know, but uh, welcome. Uh, number one, uh, the stock market has beat the pollsters. We've been talking about this. Is Trump going to win? Don't know, but it's a lot closer than everybody was talking about, except for your humble correspondent, and you uh, uh, listeners were in on that for several times. Uh, chart mania. Uh, went through 1,700 charts this week. Regional banks, cannabis, Nigeria. I know what you're saying. If I have another podcast to talk about Nigeria, I'm going to pull my hair out. I don't have any hair, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, post-election levity, and boy, do we need it now. It's current election levity, let's say. But the comedy store, the cabin are fabulous. And uh, wait to the end. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, first off, my portfolio. Just a small account to show you know what I'm doing with, with a small amount of real money. Uh, number one, uh, Bitcoin is working. Uh, uh, GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin ETF, uh, that's up. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, Hero, uh, the the uh, uh, Global X esports and gaming ETF is also working. Uranium is not working right now. Uh, I I'll talk about that more. There's a couple things that came in over the week that that bolster my my long term belief in uranium going north. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, exploding topics. Great newsletter, by the way. I recommend it. Uh, uh, I think there's a free and a premium version, and uh, uh, it 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 so it uses AI to see what's exploding, uh, becoming popular in searches, uh, not just around the internet. Prime Gaming. Uh, uh, it's Amazon Prime Video for video games. It's a subscription service that offers up a variety of games and in-game items. Uh, along with a channel uh, uh, subscription to the Twitch channel that Amazon owns. It's one of games uh, as a service, a play on SaaS, uh, software as a service. This is games as a service, many products hitting the market. Uh, 25% of all video game revenue now comes from uh, game as a service transactions, GAS, G-A-A-S, monthly subscriptions, microtransactions, season passes, uh, gaming market is on track to grow by 9.3% in, in 2020, hitting an all-time high of $159 billion in annual sales. Consoles and games only make up about 28% of the of uh, the entire video game market now. So most of ga- today's gaming revenue is generated from mobile gaming, esports, cloud gaming, gas services. Uh, it's a real business and a real trend, and I feel silly as a you know, 56-year-old guy uh, I know I look younger, uh, uh, you know, that doesn't play video games, but uh, it's just every time I turn around, I see validation of the theme, and so I'm going to play it. Uh, my good folks, at, uh, friends at Azarius Capital, they are value investors uh, outside of Philadelphia. We used to do a lot of meetings together, even though I was on the growth side. Uh, John Quakes also talks about this, but um, uh, BHP signal that it's not going to go ahead with a uh, $2.5 billion project, the Olympic Dam expansion in Australia, where that was supposed to come on on board uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, Copper is the main product, uranium is the byproduct, but they're shelving it. And uh, uh, so that supply that uh, utilities and market participants 
were looking to come on board is not coming. So, uh, at least at these prices. So, the, the, the story continues that the Japanese reactor fiasco in 2011, I'm almost positive I have that, that year right, uh, it's nine years later, uh, the, the, the uh, supply match, the demand destruction, now nuclear power is picking back up, and uh, supply has been constrained by COVID and other things like this decision, and so uh, we're getting ready to have utilities go into the market, put long-term contracts up, at higher prices that will feed into the mining companies that are in things like the URNM ETF that uh, that that I own and have uh, been talking about seems like forever. So my take, uh, uh, uranium is a long-term bull market that's very much in, in, intact. Uh, uh, fan mail, uh, everything was about the election this week, and uh, and I, I re- responded to my my uh, my sons. If I had the full results Wednesday morning, and of course no one did, uh, I wouldn't know what stocks would do. I, I, I literally, if, if, I, if they said there was a landslide for Biden, a landslide for, for uh, Trump, I don't know how markets would have reacted uh, if there was a blue wave and that. So I, I keep coming back to the things that, that I've talked about on this podcast before, that uh, the stock market determines the presidency. Not perfectly, maybe, but this is a way closer than virtually every other source that you were were uh, uh, reading about. It was Biden, 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 blue wave. And that did not happen because the stock market is a great predictor and driver. It's a reflection of social mood. The stock market is up 50% plus since Trump came in. People feel wealthier. Not everybody. But... Uh, when the when the market is up for the four years prior, the incumbent stays in virtually every time. I think it's every time, period. Um, when the market is up to three months prior to the election, 87% of the time the incumbent stays in. So I know many of you out there hate Trump. The market doesn't care. And there's a lot of people that don't like Trump, but they still vote for him. Two different things. So... Uh, the, the, the market is up. Many people feel wealthier. They want to keep the guy in that they think, uh, creates all this. He does not. The stock market is the collective wisdom of 340 million Americans and 7 billion, uh, uh, inheritance of the earth, uh, inhabitants of the earth trying to grow their wealth. And, uh, when it's up, People feel better, and they, they keep the incumbent in. Um, so my take, politics just don't matter that much ever. Now, uh, a couple of things. Uh, Nevada, uh, Mike just mentioned to me that Nevada is going to talk about their election results uh, at noon. That sounds like it's, it's uh, the last I saw, it was, it was sort of light blue, so, so favoring Biden. Uh, I've seen uh, some things that suggest that those six uh, uh, electoral votes get him to 270. I've heard that uh, uh, Arizona is, I thought it was in the Biden camp. I've seen that now uh, uh, Trump is questioning that, perhaps suing them. Uh, Philadelphia is counting votes feverishly. That's a Democratic stronghold. Trump leads right now. So there's a lot of things to go on. I just... It just doesn't matter that much ever. And I, you know, so 
you go into the booth, you pull your, your lever, and then whatever happens, happens. Uh, I, I, I hope we don't have violence. I hope we don't have, uh, uh, you know, enduring controversy. Nobody likes this. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, uranium is going to go up whether Biden or Trump are in, in my opinion. So you know, let's dial it back and, 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 and uh, keep our wits about us. Uh, podcasts of the week. Uh, one of my favorites, The Compound Show, Josh Brown. He's the CEO of Ritholtz Wealth Management. I talk about him a lot. Uh, but he has a, uh, uh, he had a great interview with Hadi Youssef. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. The Earnings Call app. Uh, it's a great idea. Uh, getting on Earnings Call uh, is a pain in the neck. You know, if you're following 40 companies, you go to 40 websites, 40 IR pages, you plug in either a, a, a webcast or a phone number, and uh, they're all, they're overlapping many times. What this fellow did was turn them all into podcasts, in essence. So if if, if uh, uh, you want to get on the Cameco call for uranium, which I'm probably going to do on the ride home, I just uh, hit the app, uh, play it, maybe at a little faster speed so that I can get through it. Uh, I've got the attention span of a gerbil sometimes. So... Uh, I could I could pick up the pace there, so just check it out. I, I'm I'm starting to play with it. I think it's kind of cool, and uh, there's a lot of other uh, and and Josh goes into some of the other applications that can be going on with this. Uh, give it a shot and see what you think. I if you're if you're especially involved in individual stocks that really interest you, uh, the conference call is kind of a, a cool venue, especially because you can hear intonations and and. Uh, gaps and 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 uh, I don't know. I think it's better than reading the transcript, in my opinion. Anyway, the uh, next one is Macro Voices. Uh, this is uh, Eric Townsend. Patrick Ceresna is on the call as well. Uh, this gets wonky sometimes. Really gets into the weeds, but it's uh, it, it, it's really good, in my opinion. The uh, it caught my ear was Mike Alkin from Sachem Cove who advises URNM, the uranium ETF that I mentioned, uh, he was on the call. There's another fellow, too. I didn't write his name down. I apologize. It's not in my notes here. Um, but go to the, the slide deck. Uh, you go to Macro Voices, sign up for the, the service, and get the slide deck if, if you'd like, if you want to get into the weeds. But uh, I respected their request not to distribute it and put it in the notes. They asked me to. They asked everybody to. Um but he goes through the uranium case uh, uh, much more elegantly than I just did in this. Talks about the uh, BHP project being shelved, which is bullish, and uh, does a. Uh, he's probably you know the authority on uranium going on right now, and uh, it's about forty minutes or so, and I recommend it. I think it. it if you if you have an interest in uranium and the Macro Voices uh, podcast covers a lot of great topics and, and I, I find it's one of my go-tos. Next one is um, uh, Business Casual. This is from The Morning Brew, uh, hosted by, by Kinsey Grant. And uh, this segment was Legal Weed. And uh, this, the, the cannabis market is $16 billion. The black market, they estimate, is four to five times. Who gives me these, these uh, figures? Uh, her guest, Karen Wadera who is uh, with Casa Verde Capital, uh, which is Snoop Dogg's VC firm, which I, I you can't make that up. 
Uh, uh, New Jersey just just uh, approved uh, adult recreational cannabis, and it showed up in the charts as well, which I'll I'll, I'll share with you later. I'm uh, fascinated by this mainly because I've seen what happened with gambling. You've seen what's happened with gambling. Uh, COVID and other things are completely crushing uh, state tax revenues, city tax revenues. And so you can't tax if it's a, it's a black market. If it's legal, you can tax it. And uh, I, I think that this, this, uh, this trend is going to continue. A little bit of a subtlety. The, well, it's not subtle. Uh, it's illegal uh, uh, U.S. worldwide. It's a scheduled drug. It's, it's archaic. Uh, it's going to change over time, obviously, uh, but uh, stay tuned. I, I, again, it shows up on the charts. I plugged it into my Google alerts, and, and uh, I'll have more to talk about down the road. Uh, uh, I'm curious to see, this is my, my take, if we have follow-through post-election. So far, the volume's pretty light. Uh, Tuesday, the volume was light. Wednesday picked up. I don't see confirmation of a lot of, of uh, these trends yet, and cannabis is one of those things that I have in the, in the question mark category. Uh, reporters of the Week, next segment. Uh, Wall Street Journal, this is Paul Vigna. Uh, Bitcoin is trading near three-year highs, and uh, I knew it was up. I didn't know it was up that much. Uh, it's beating gold futures. It's beating the S&P 500. Uh, and uh, I, can, I understand the appeal of Bitcoin, especially with money printing, uh, rampant here in the U.S. and around the world, the got a boost uh, recently with PayPal saying that it would allow users to re- directly buy and sell Bitcoin in their digital wallets. In 2021, it's going to expand the service to Venmo, which I have to believe almost all of you are on using, you know, fairly frequently, and allow 26 million merchants that use PayPal to accept Bitcoin for payment. So. Uh, this is becoming real. It's, uh, maybe perhaps it's always been real, but uh, it used to be a, seen as a speculation derided by Jamie Dimon and others. And I'm turning around on this. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I have a small investment, but I'm fascinated. I'm watching PayPal and Venmo. And as always, I appreciate your insights. You're the community. The more feedback you give me, the more you know, this becomes a conversation that, that, that benefits us all. The next one uh, is on CNBC Squawk Box. Andrew Ross Sorkin, great interview uh, with the Merck CEO, MRK, uh, the pharmaceutical company, Ken Frazier, uh, CEO, very impressive in my opinion, measured, and uh, it just caught my eye. I was doing three other things, and I really stopped and listened to him. Uh, he personally is downsizing his Thanksgiving. Uh, my term, not his. I don't think that's an exact quote. But was going to have you know the usual big family gathering, and he's di- dialing it down because of 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 COVID, and he doesn't feel there's a vaccine readily available until mid 21. So uh, it's uh, you know we didn't have a vaccine for the election. Are we going to have one for year end? Mid 21 seems to be a pretty good estimate from I think one of the most knowledgeable uh, and 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 uh, interwoven. CEOs in this space right now. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, this is, I believe, in Barron's. Uh, wheat prices are rising even with record stocks. That could end badly. Uh, this is from Mira Seifong, and it, it, it tempers 
what I saw on the charts, uh, had very dry weather in Russia, uh, very dry weather in the U.S., and wheat prices picked up. And uh, what she's pointing out is that the uh, there's a seasonality that's, that's involved here, and that during the winter, not much happens until you see the planting conditions for next year. So uh, I don't own wheat right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to it. But uh, put a little caution that you don't see a lot of movement during the winter usually. And so I'm not going to get too worked up about, uh, about wheat at this point in time. Uh, charts and tweets of the week. Uh, as you know, uh, I go through 1,700 charts a month. Uh, take some time, but I, I just learn so much in you know, my three hours that I do that, give or take. Uh, first of thought, election day volume didn't confirm in my mind. A lot of these things are less than a 50% increase uh, to review a little bit. If you're looking at this on YouTube, uh, the blue volume is the up volume, which I focus on a lot. The, the pink is the down volume. Uh, uh, and right now we don't have a, a big confirmation of these themes at this point in time. I think you had a little bit of buying the rumor uh, of elections and maybe we're selling the news to, to some extent. So I want to see some follow through and, and, and some meaningful action here. Um, I'll give you a tip. I've given it to you before, but uh, whenever you come across a, a new theme or anything you want to uh, investigate, uh, put it into Google alerts. Now, what I, it basically looks for the, goes through the entire internet and spits out a lot of chaff, but there's also some wheat. Not, you know, physical wheat, you know, that's an analogy. Um, regional banks looked interesting to me. Uh, and I can come up with a fundamental case for that. You know, uh, uh, the bond yields are picking up, yield uh, curve steepens, net interest margins get better. I don't know if that's going to play out just this far, but it's a pretty impressive base. Volume is picking up. I'm paying attention to it. And again, I, I do this at the end of every month. And so it also coincides with November 3rd, the election. So there's a lot of noise in this, and it'll, it'll uh, clear up over the course of the next month, I, in my view. Uh, second one, uh, and this goes to another point that I've, I've made in the past, where I, I almost physically cover up the upper left, to, so my, I check my bias at the door. Uh, this is the, a chart of Nigeria. Uh, I almost couldn't find Nigeria on a map. I had, you know, I had to Google do it. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts. If you have, if you, uh, uh, have any, uh, uh, you know, knowledge or interactions with Nigeria, I know it's a big oil producer, uh, but oil is acting kind of lousy, you know, $39. I, maybe there's something going on with their type of, 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 of crude and, and uh, what they're exporting. Uh, so again, I'm just starting this, this journey. I'd like to have you with me on this, but, uh, you know, talk about something that is contrarian off the beaten path, uncorrelated with, with, uh, you know, the FANG stocks, uh, I submit Nigeria to you. And, um, so I'm going to pay attention, uh, inflation expectations. This is the, uh, the pro shares, uh, inflation expectations ETF, uh, reflects the tips of uh, the inflation-protected treasuries. And uh, again, my eye is drawn towards uh, a base and the volume picking up on the, on the, on the far right. And um, 
Uh, I think mo- the consensus seems to me that inflation is dead. Interest rates are, are low forever. And uh, this calls that into question, in my opinion. We talked about wheat. Here's the wheat chart. It looks promising. But uh, again, I'm, I'm, I, the, the seasonality has, has reared its head. And I'm, I'm a little bit more cautious here. Healthcare services, uh, it's, that's a beautiful base. The volume is picking up on the far right. Again, it could be election noise, so I want to see some some confirmation, follow through, further action. Uh, but, you know, it could be knee-jerk. Medicare for all is getting closer. Healthcare services goes up. So now some of that's priced in. We'll see what happens. You know, and we might see it at noon if Biden wins Nevada and, and, and all bets are off. Uh, lithium and battery technology uh, uh, just a, a pretty chart. Everybody knows Tesla. Uh, I'm, I'm running up the learning curve here with this ETF in particular and its holdings. But uh, again, it's a nice base and the volume is picking up on the far right. The relative strength line looks really promising. And so, uh, you know, it's in my Google alerts and I ask you, my community, if you have any insights on lithium and battery technologies, plays, et cetera, other ETFs, I'd love to hear about them, and I'd love to share them with uh, our group. Cannabis, this is the um, uh, advisor shares, uh, pure cannabis uh, ETF. And uh, what you see here, this is the daily chart. What you don't see is the Tilray and Canopies declining over the course of you know, the last three years where you got a little bit over hype a little too much enthusiasm. Now, uh, you know, uh, you see the volume picking up the way you want it to. Again, got to watch the, the, the uh, you know, maybe the New Jersey ballot question influence on this. But uh, I, I'm interested, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be following this further, and I ask you to as well. Uh, this is the, the Rydex uh, inverse government long bond. And uh, this basically means that interest, if interest rates go up, uh, bond prices go down. And uh, this is, in essence, shorting long bonds. And I think I mentioned before, Mike, that bonds suck. And uh, the charts are confirming this. Uh, now, it isn't definitive yet, but uh, I keep going back to my very simple example. Every time money supply has acted like this, uh, uh, and every time gold has acted like this, uh, interest rates go up 250 basis points at minimum, and that takes 10% off of your bonds, give or take. And uh, that's a 25% hit, and that's going to hurt and leave a mark. And the 60-40 portfolio is dead, in my view. Uh, next one, this is Jonathan Baird. It's a, uh, a chart. And whenever I see multi-year extremes, my eye is drawn to that. And this is dividend yields, and it just and it makes sense given what's been happening with interest rates, but it just shows that uh, uh, people are stretching for yield, and I don't want you to. I, I think that you have to be uh, more concerned about the return of your money than the return on your money, because when people start uh, going for for high yield stocks. Uh, there usually is a reason that the, the yields are high, and I just really caution, uh, uh, you know, interest rates are where they are. I, I just think, watch yourself. Be careful, please. 
this is J- James Bianco. He, he's talking about, uh, uh, you know, bond yields increasing and, and, and being bullish. Not so sure. Uh, uh, during the election, yields hit 90 basis points plus. Uh, briefly, we were talking about 55 to 60 not too long ago. Doesn't sound like much. But uh, if, if, uh, if the 10-year yields keep picking up, it calls into question the Feds. We're not even going to think about thinking about talking about rising interest rates. The bond market might do it for them, at least on the longer end of the curve. So uh, my take, don't stretch for yield and avoid bonds. Uh, that's the show. Uh, almost. It's a little bit more. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter at BakesTakes underscore and other social media. Please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions and email to Bakes at BakesTakesPodcast.com or write if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much-needed levity, and boy, do we need it, uh, the Comedy Store uh, Netflix documentary is just fantastic. Every episode's great. There's five or six of them. Uh, uh, everybody from Whitney Cummings to Joe Rogan to to Jim Carrey. It's just fascinating and funny and makes you forget about all this nonsense that we just t- covered. And um, The Cabin with Burt Kreischer, is, uh, he's out of his mind, but he's very likable and it is just flat out funny. Uh, uh, whenever you have uh, 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 Nikki Glaser and um, the new Jenner, I can't remember her name now. Anyway, uh, the cabin is fascinating, and uh, I recommend it. And uh, hope to see you soon. Take care now. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.